When tax time comes around, are you being reactive or proactive? Do you find yourself swimming in a sea of questions? Like, is it better to do my tax return cheaply? How do I know if I'm doing them the right way? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we'll answer these questions and many more. Sharpen your pencils and take some notes. Now, here is your host, Marcelino Dodge. Good day, no matter where you're listening to us in this world, be it the United States, China, Germany, Ireland, wherever. We certainly appreciate you listening to the Tax Answers Advisor. I am Marcelino Dodge, your host. An interesting thought today from Arthur C. Clarke. The best measure of a man's honesty isn't his income tax return. It's the zero adjust on his bathroom scale. Isn't that so true? Maybe we adjust that just a little bit to make us feel a little bit better. Well, we'll leave that up to each of you to, uh, to decide where you are on that matter. Yes, Marcelino Dodge, CashTracksFinancial.com is how you reach me or at success at CashTracksFinancial.com. You can also give me a call, 844-394-4287, as you want to learn more uh, about our intelligent solutions that we have and offer to all of our clientele, as well as wanting to have a free mutual exploration session to help discover of what some of your needs and what some of your goals are. Our weekly updates have just a few items to touch on. want to just give everybody a strong warning about COVID-related text messaging scams that are out there. You may get one that may appear to be from the IRS or maybe from some type of governmental agency. Be warned, if you get a text message such as that, it is not legal and not legitimate. You are encouraged, in fact, if you get such a text message that has a link in it, now, you don't, want to, you don't want to touch that link because it goes to a website that wants to get information, your private information, and wants to steal your identity and so on. So you, you don't want to do that. What you want to do, if you do get such a text message, is you want to take a screenshot of that message, and then you want to send that to phishing at irs.gov. That is phishing spelled P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G at irs.gov and just let the IRS and government agencies take care of that. Last week we touched a little bit on the fact that the IRS is going to allow individuals if they so choose to apply for an identity theft pin without having to be a victim of identity theft which is an additional safeguard of protection for you on your federal income tax returns. Well also I just wanted to remind businesses that you also are at risk for identity theft, and there is a mechanism where you as a business can report that as well to the IRS there. So we're just wanting to make sure you all know that you can take those steps as well. And just released today, haven't had a chance really to review these, but the IRS did announce that reg regulations were released on deducting qualified fringe and commuting expenses. Have to read up on those a little bit more just to see exactly what those are and how those benefit uh, businesses out there in particular. We want to make sure that everyone, as we speak to you as in a, on the Taxpayer Bill of Rights and how you, as a taxpayer, actually have rights. We've had a lot of discussions lately. A lot of people bring up various parts of the Constitution of the United States and various parts that maybe some like, some don't like. Well, what we think about also as taxpayers, 
we also have a taxpayer bill of rights that has 10 very nice points to it that we're going to cover today. And what we do when we cover these as well is think about how these fit in with the intelligent solutions that we offer here at Cash Tracks Financial. Because we think about, as we look around the world, there's infinite solutions to uh, our tax problems, tax questions, or even general financial matters. Because people of all walks of life want to be successful. And you shouldn't have to be rich and famous to be considered successful. As well as there's a lot of solutions out there. Now, not all of these solutions out there are necessarily compliance with taxes, as well as they may even be a violation of tax codes and tax laws and may even be considered tax schemes and may even be considered fraudulent. So as we work with people in these intelligent solutions, we look for solutions based on what your goals are. And as we come to understand your goals, then we take a look at where you are. Look for these success indicators. How do we consider where you are now and where you want to be with your goals. And of course, keep you, as we work on this, look at these elements there. We identify these threats that can, that can threaten you. These financial threats help you to avoid those and even reduce them and try to get basically anything that's standing in your way. And that includes looking at your taxes, addressing tax issues, getting those out of the way so you can reach your goals. We create an action plan based on your priority items, which many people, in many cases, this is maximizing what we can do with our tax return, uh, looking for how we can advance and take the proper tax deductions that are out there for everybody, no matter how much money you make. Uh, there are just those who take advantage of it. And that's what our goal is, to help you to take advantage of these to be successful. And even instead of having this money go to the IRS or to your state revenue agency, have it stick with you and put it in a different way, in a different place, so that you can maximize your success. And this is a process that we just don't do beginning in January, which as we look, tax season is just around the corner. And some of this planning can still yet be done before the end of the year. If you contact us, we can set up the free exploration session and then decide if we want to work together and, and be able to maybe start implement some things before the end of the year. That way we can look and be able to help you to save going into 2021 as well, which is what our goal is. Because when you sign up with us, into our uh, success packages, be it business success package or a personal success package. You get unlimited access uh, to me, Marcelino Dodge, to help you out throughout the year and my other team members here at Cash Tracks Financial so we can help you out to reach your goals. And these all start, these are affordable monthly fee, $49 a month for individuals and $149 for businesses and yes, Included in this is completing your federal and state tax returns. And this applies even if you have, uh, once we have everything established and know your particular situation, even if you have tax filing uh, obligations in more than one state, because I have uh, encountered and I do work with multiple states. I've, in particular, I work with Colorado, but I've had ones 
that have not only Colorado obligations, but have had Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, some cases California or Arizona, sometimes Montana even, and New York State. And so just, just a few of the states I've worked with there. So we see that our, all of that is worked into our package to help to maximize your uh, tax your tax situation so that you can definitely keep more money in your pocket, not only from taxes, but from overall, looking at your overall financial process and helping you to be successful. Now, as we look at our Taxpayer Bill of Rights a little bit closer now and really start understanding these, your rights as a taxpayer, because many people get this impression that you're working with the IRS, the IRS is always right, and that there's just not much you can do, but yet there is responsibilities that the IRS has. The uh, now-retired National Taxpayer Advocate Nina Olson uh, once brought out that at their core, taxpayer rights are human rights. And when we really look at this, these are rights that we have as taxpayers with the Internal Revenue Service as we deal to handle our taxes. Now, as we work with people, as I work with people, Cash Tracks Financial, a lot of these items I can address and actually help you with without having to deal with the IRS because it's one of those things that if we do it right and you do it right from the start, you're not going to have to deal with these issues. You're not going to have to deal with IRS issues, especially if you are really giving all the information to the IRS from the beginning. Now, the first right that we're going to touch on is the right to be informed. Yes, as taxpayers, all of us need to know what we need to do to comply with the law. And so we have that right to know. Also, as we learn to comply with the law, which complying with the law, one part is where actually many people are negligent. That is in reporting income. Or another part of that is over-reporting uh, expenses or deductions. But perhaps the biggest one I see uh, most often, though, is failure to report income, which is actually the one that gets more people in trouble. So the right to be informed includes complying with the law, which includes reporting all of your income where you worked. Now, a common misconception out there is that, well, they paid me cash, so that is not taxable income. Well, newsflash, if you were paid cash for a job, that is taxable income from the IRS standpoint, and you are legally obligated to report it. So that's being part of complying with the law. Also, part of it where many people get caught in not reporting enough income is they get these letters from the IRS could be six months to a year down the road after they file their tax return. They get IRS letters saying you didn't report a certain amount of income. We received a 1099 form or we received a W-2 form that was not reported on your tax return. Now, we are entitled as taxpayers to have clear explanation of the procedures, the form, the notices, the correspondence that we get from the IRS. Now, I see enough of these notices that they're not always the clearest items. Now, I will say, though, is that many times, though, IRS forms and notices, at least in my experience, 
are oftentimes, though, more clear than many notices from State Department of Revenue. So I actually can give the IRS props on this one, is that many times you can, after looking it over enough times, usually you can find it, okay, this is what happened, and this is what was not reported, so this is what needs to be fixed. And the correspondence there, usually you can always call in if you can reach a live person, but you can usually call in, at least I, there's uh, numbers that as prepared that I can access uh, and get a good explanation for you as to what is happening with that particular uh, account. Now, also this is informed how, what the IRS has decided on your particular tax account, which the IRS is usually pretty good about informing you of their decisions as to what happens. Okay, like we have decided that this uh in particular, this dependent is not allowed on your tax return. So these are the adjustments that were made on your account as a result of us removing this dependent from your tax return because you don't qualify for certain credits. You are absolutely entitled to know that, and they do, and they they explain that out. Now, whereas taxpayers, we got to be careful, is that usually the IRS will send out a notice that explains this. Where we as taxpayers sometimes fail, though, is that we do not always look at the notices right away because usually the very first notice the IRS sends out on a decision on a person's tax account or an adjustment that they made on the tax account usually has the explanation of, okay, this is what was reported on the tax return. These are the adjustments the IRS is making, and this is the differences between what the IRS changed and what you originally reported. That's usually on the very first notice that either has a tax bill in it or saying in so many weeks we're going to send you a refund. So that's where we, that's a responsibility as taxpayers that we have is that the IRS oftentimes sends those out, but yet we don't always pay attention to them, but we do need to pay attention to them right away and we need to take action right away. Open up that envelope uh, bring it into uh, our office, which covering such uh, decisions is part of the process here when ones are signed up in our services. Now, the right to quality service is the second one that is require, required or the Taxpayer Bill of Rights that as taxpayers we all have, and which basically means that as taxpayers, whether we're calling the IRS uh, on the phone or we're visiting an IRS office, we are to receive prompt, courteous, professional service, which the vast majority of the reps that I have talked to with the IRS have been very prompt. They've been courteous. They have treated me professionally. I do give them credit, especially we think about many times the type of people sometimes they deal with. They're not always the nicest people, but to me, they handle themselves very professionally. And they they need to speak in an understandable and give clear communications as possible, which all of us could do better on that. But yet, that's as a taxpayer, we need to get those services. And then the right to pay no more. Oh, let me go. Let me take a step back here. And now if we do get bad service as part of the right of quality service, we do have the right to speak to a supervisor if we do feel we've received bad service from a representative to whom we are talking. It's real handy with the IRS because they always give you, this is so-and-so and here is my badge number. And it's like a six or seven digit number that they give you. So you can always, if you make note of that when you speak to them, which I always do when I speak to a representative with the IRS, that 
I've gotten bad service if I talk to a supervisor, which actually I haven't had to do that yet. But yet we just keep that in mind that that is part of our right to quality service. Now, the next right that we have is the right to pay no more than the correct amount of tax. Now, this is the one that can also get a little bit tricky because what is the correct amount of tax? That is often where what is in dispute with the IRS when audits and other matters arrive is because what is that correct amount? Well, we're only to pay whatever that legal amount is due. And when we pay it, we're good. And that also includes only the proper amount of interest and penalties that may apply, which we may have some legitimate interest and penalties, especially if we paid late, we failed to pay on time. Or one deal is, is that if we have not uh, been paying all of our taxes and if we perhaps underreported income, and thus as a result of underreporting income, we have additional tax due, well, we pay that additional tax, of course, but then also because of understatement, there's an understatement penalty, it's an under underreporting penalty you could pay as well. You'd be obligated to pay that. And so, and then as well as interest that goes right along with that. And then of course, any and all payments that we make are to be applied pro properly by the IRS, which for the most part get done. Now, a suggestion that I make with everybody when they owe to the IRS is that just as a backup, when you're making a payment and you're getting the correct amount of your tax paid, always pay with a check or a certified check. Use one of those methods because if, and I say if, if by chance the IRS claims that they did not receive your payment, the easiest way to prove that is with the check. And you can easily go down to your local inst financial institution or you can look it up online and get the front and the back of that check. Now, of course, the other way to make sure you do that is to also pay, pay your tax through an electronic means, be it through one of the credit card processors that you can use on irs.gov or use the uh, electronic uh, tax filing system EFTPS that the IRS has. Now, that is really handy because that gives you a confirmation number that your taxes have been paid that you can easily then use to verify if the IRS questions if you have made a payment. That is the first three of the Taxpayer Bill of Rights that we're going to consider today. We're going to continue and discuss uh, on this a little bit more when we return from this break. This is Marcelino Dodge on the Tax Answers Advisor on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Today's tax and financial environment is constantly changing. 
Tax laws change rapidly. The traditional reactive approach to tax preparation and taxes no longer works. To deliver the best possible outcomes in today's world, you need a year-round approach to take advantage of tax law changes and to pay as little tax as possible. Marcelino Dodge of Cash Tracks Financial helps his clients to implement proactive tax strategies throughout the year to limit his clients' tax liability. Plus, with this year-round approach, clients can increase their cash flow and be as prepared for the future as they can be. Email Marcelino at success at cashtracksfinancial.com or call 844-394-4287. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor. Welcome back to the Tax Answers Advisor. This is Marcelino Dodge. I appreciate you listening to this program today as we are discussing the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. Yes, the rights that we all have as taxpayers. In our first segment, we started, we considered the first three, which is the right to be informed, the right to quality service, and the right to pay no more than the correct amount of tax. The next right we're going to consider here on this list, the fourth, is the right to challenge the IRS position and be heard. Yes, we get those letters from the IRS. They come in saying perhaps we've underreported income and that, oh, we owe additional tax. Well, this is a good one to think about because sometimes the IRS is wrong, simply stated. And where often I've encountered this has to do with when you can challenge them is if by chance there's a W-2 that you that was given to the IRS that was in another part of the United States. And I've actually had instances where this has happened, where a person's identity was stolen. They had no idea till they get this letter six months to a year later from the IRS saying, oh, by the way, you didn't report this income because we got this extra W-2 in this state of Georgia, for example. Well, that's an objection, and that's where you can show to the IRS that I was never in Georgia during that year, and thus that W-2 is not mine. So you can challenge that and get that objection and provide documentation showing that you are indeed not the individual who earned that income, thus you are not responsible for that. So that's one example of an objection you can raise and provide additional documentation. Another objection that you can raise uh, can be with the, you can do the same thing like with a 1099. 
as well that could be reported in another state because someone uh, by chance may have stolen your social security number, which unfortunately that that does happen as part of the ID theft. But yet you can challenge and you can get those items adjusted. Another common objection that you can make with the IRS is the disallowance of a dependent for uh, like child tax credit or the earned income tax credit is another type of objection you can raise. If the IRS is disallowing this for whatever reason, you can say, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, that, that child did live with me and that child did is my dependent. Well, you do have the right to be heard and provide the documentation showing that indeed that child was your dependent for that particular tax year. And thus the IRS needs to consider that. And it, the IRS is really nice to have guidelines like for certain, like for dependency. Okay. You need to provide this item, which can be like a doctor statement, birth certificate, school record, utility record, all kinds of a list of items that you can provide to the IRS so that your objection can be heard. And in most cases, with the proper documentation, you can get the IRS's position changed. Also, you need to think about not only responding yourself within a timely manner. That's where we get these letters from the IRS and people will oftentimes bring them into our office and come in and see us and they're not even open. They haven't even looked at them yet. Oh, I got this letter from the IRS. Well, you need to open up and at least look at it, get an idea of what it is. And see, and then uh, as one of our clients who is on our personal success package, you get the review of such documentation, of such uh, correspondence from the IRS included as a part of your plan without any additional monthly fees. We review that documentation with you. We sit down, we go over it and say, okay, for you to respond to this inquiry from the IRS, we need to do it within 30 days. And because there's a date on the letter, and usually they'll say, like, we need you to respond within 30 days or 60 days of the date of the letter. So we help you to pre prepare that documentation and submit that documentation so that you, as a taxpayer, then respond in a timely manner to the IRS. Now, in turn, the IRS needs to respond to you in a timely manner. Now, under the current uh, COVID situation, the, the response times have been greatly increased but the IRS is slowly getting caught up in some cases and in some ways, which has worked also very well, you can respond to the IRS with a fax, which in general does work pretty well. At least I've had good experience with it to get the IRS to respond to your matter even more quickly. So that's, so yes, you can challenge the position and you can be heard and it does work. And, you do get a response from the IRS. Even if the IRS perhaps doesn't respond or doesn't agree with the position you're taking, you do need to get a response and you will get a response from, from them either way. But you do get to respond if the IRS does not agree with, again, your position that you're taking. And this can be on a number of areas. It can be perhaps as you're looking at deductions, maybe for your business that the IRS is challenging a certain deduction in a certain area. While you do have the right for them to be heard. Now, what this then makes us into the next right that we have as taxpayers, which is the right to appeal an IRS decision in an independent forum. 
this is like the next level of where we can handle matters with the Internal Revenue Service, especially if we feel we're in the position, right position and we have the documentation and for whatever reason, the IRS individual who is looking over this is saying, no, 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 you can't do that. Well, uh, there is an appeals division. It's the right to appeal to to the next level, just as like when you have a, like a district court judge, you don't like their decision, you can go up to the next level, like a U.S. Court of Appeals. Uh, same, something similar is with the IRS. They have an appeal area that you can go to. You fill out the proper documentation. You fill out the proper forms. And you also have to do that in a timely manner. It's the Office of Appeals that you can go to with the Internal Revenue Service. It's a whole another process. It's another level, which that gets a little bit outside of what we do with uh, our personal success packet, with our personal success packages. Uh, that's like an additional level there, which is something we can always discuss and talk about because we can, as an enrolled agent, represent you before various matters with the Internal Revenue Service. And so as we take you up to that level to have a fair impartial appeal, to have the discussion, to present uh, our side of the case as to why we feel that you, as a taxpayer, should get this deduction. Here's the documentation showing that. Or why you, as a taxpayer, would have the right to claim this child of yours uh, and this would especially happen in, in like divorce cases or perhaps if there's other custody disputes going on. There's a number of areas this can happen with dependents in. But yeah, we still show the documentation that, yes, this is your dependent. Shouldn't it should never actually get up to this level. But if it does, once again, we show the reasons, our reasoning, the documentation, all of that. So that you as a taxpayer can get that right to appeal taken care of and hopefully get it done. And if for some reason uh, at you get that level of appeal and the IRS and still gets to uh, keep the tax on or whatever, there is another recourse that you can go up to, which is also called the tax court, which is the whole net, which is basically the next level up there, which then you're really needing to get uh, attorneys involved that are licensed to practice for the United States tax court. And hopefully your case would never have to go up to that level, but that is a whole nother level where you can yet still get there. And people have oftentimes uh, gotten the tax court to go, what are you doing IRS? This is not, you're not doing the right thing here. This isn't even in compliance with your own code. Your appeals officer is off base or whatever the case may be. So yeah, we need to uh, keep in mind that these offer, these options are available to us as taxpayers. Now, as we finish up our tax cases and go on, we have the next right, our sixth right here, which is the right to finality. Yes, that is a right to know exactly the maximum amount of time that we have to challenge the position an IRS has taken. Now, on the notices, that we receive from the IRS regarding uh, whatever the matter is, there is a time period uh, stated in the vast majority of the letters that says you have 30 days to respond to this, you have 60 days to respond to this, you have 90 days, whatever the amount of time is for the type of action. You have the right to know that. So that's where uh, sitting down with us, you get the letter, 
we go through the letter, we say, okay, we need to respond to this by X amount of time. And by the way, when we talk about sitting down, when I talk about sitting down, I'm not saying physically sitting down. I'm talking about perhaps having a good discussion over the phone. I'm talking about having a nice online chat through a Zoom meeting where we can see each other uh, and then you can upload, take the mess, take those notices and upload them up into our, our web portal uh, tax dome. So then you have a copy in front of you. I then have the copy in front of me. We go over that together through the online meeting and we figure out what we need to do. And so our maximum amount of time, we need to know that. Also, it's important to know what the maximum amount of time is that the IRS has to audit a year. Now, one general rule is that there is a three-year statute on tax returns. So, for example, last year we had, well, usually April 15th of 2020 was the due date for the 2019 tax returns. Now, what we think about, though, is we go back, because we just finished 19 and then you go back to 18 and 17, 17, which was due April 15th of 20, uh, April 15th of 2018. Now, right now, the statute of limitations has run out for the year 2016. This next tax season, as we get through April 15th, the statute to basically audit the 2017 tax year is going to expire. So, it's always like, whew, that year is clear. Now, if that's why it's important to make sure you file your tax returns on time. Because if you do not file your tax returns at all, there is no statute of limitations. Because a statute does not begin until you file the tax return. So if you have tax returns unfiled from 2010, 11, or 12, for example, and you haven't filed them, well, guess what? The IRS can go after you for those years because you have not filed a tax return. So you need to file a tax return. Also, the maximum time they have to collect a tax debt. You, as a taxpayer, need to know that amount of time as well, which is usually 10 years from when it is initially assessed. So we need to have that note of finality, know when those time periods are, and so we just keep it going, and once we know that time period is up, hey, you're good. Now, when it comes to finality, if you committed fraud on a tax return, there is no statute of limitations. The IRS can go after you at any time if you committed fraud on a tax return. So my advice is do not commit fraud. That way, you can have finality to when a particular year can be challenged. Now, a big right that you have as a taxpayer, which I exercise that to a very, very strict code of company policies, is the right to privacy. Whenever we get inquiry from the IRS, an examination or some type of enforcement action, it needs to comply with the law. And we expect it always to comply with the law. Also, when we look at it, it shouldn't be any more intrusive than necessary. So sometimes uh, we just got to be aware and know that when we have uh, information that needs the IRS, 
one one thing is we don't want to voluntarily give information. We just want to give them just what they're looking for, just what they need. And that includes whether it be verbal or written information. If they ask for a certain deduction for a certain year, for a certain amount, that is what we give to the IRS. So we don't let it be any more intrusive. Now, unless something is relevant to what we're discussing, we don't need to go beyond that and just say, is that really relevant? I mean, just but do it in a kind way when we talk to them. And then also expect as part of privacy that the IRS will observe all of our uh, due process rights. So we want to make sure we've got the whole process, everything is respected, and people are doing what they can and doing what is right as they expect that privacy from the IRS. Now, something sometimes when it comes to privacy where people get a very, very concerned is you get those notices from the IRS that says, notice of intent to seize or levy your assets for this tax debt. And I've seen that from amounts from, say, $300 up to $3,000 or thousands of dollars, I should say, where they say that. Now, I've not actually seen it happen in the 20 years I've been working with tax returns, and certainly we never want to have a taxpayer or one of our clients ever get to that point, especially if they're following our process they have the full right to privacy with the IRS, and they won't have to worry about search and seizure from the IRS. There are protections built in with the IRS, and with these, that does provide a collection due process hearing. So there are steps involved even before the IRS can actually seize anything in the vast, vast majority of the time. At least, and like I say, in the time I've been doing tax returns, I've not seen it happen. Maybe in some other country, in some other parts of the United States where maybe some people are more flagrant in their tax violations or payment of their taxes and maybe owe a whole lot more, then we don't usually have to worry about search and seizures. Uh, but there are protections that are built up within it so that when applicable, you have a due process hearing and usually without that having to happen, you can get the matter resolved with the IRS, which usually all it takes to get some of that resolved is to get a good payment plan set up and to stick with the payment plan. And with some of the recent adjustments the Internal Revenue Service has made, a little bit of leniency on payment plans, you could probably get one set up a lot easier now than you used to in the past. So that's definitely avoid that. And look at that as part of our right of privacy with the IRS. Right now we're going to go ahead and take our... Uh, Last break for the day here and come back. we got three more of these rights that we have as part of the Taxpayer Bill of Rights that we're going to go ahead and consider. So we invite you to be back in just a couple minutes. This is Marcelino Dodge on the Tax Answers Advisor on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today's tax and financial environment is constantly changing. Tax laws change rapidly. The traditional reactive approach to tax preparation and taxes no longer works. To deliver the best possible outcomes in today's world, 
you need a year-round approach to take advantage of tax law changes and to pay as little tax as possible. Marcelino Dodge of Cash Tracks Financial helps his clients to implement proactive tax strategies throughout the year to limit his clients' tax liability. Plus, with this year-round approach, clients can increase their cash flow and be as prepared for the future as they can be. Email Marcelino at success at cashtracksfinancial.com or call 844-394-4287. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor. Welcome back to the Tax Answers Advisor. I am Marcelino Dodge. I appreciate you listening in today on these Taxpayer Bill of Rights that certainly considering last time, just as we, uh, right before the break, we talked about the right of finality and privacy. Now, in this last segment today, we're going to touch on these last three and a few other items. The first right we're going to consider here is the right to confidential confidentiality. That is absolutely vital in this rampant era we live in of identity theft. That is a absolute top priority uh, for Cash Tracks Financial and myself here, where we maintain client confidentiality for all that are on our uh, personal success plans or business success plans. Their confidentiality is fully maintained again at all times. And certainly that is a right that you have with the IRS. So you are fully can expect that any information that you provide to the IRS will not be disclosed to any third parties. And certainly that is vital to know and important to know. And I know that's a fact because when I call the IRS to check on a taxpayer or something, they are very thorough. They ask uh, for, in my case, sometimes ask for my P10 number. They ask for uh, other identifying information uh, for me as an enrolled agent that I need to provide to them. And one of the biggies here is that when I go to get information, the information that I'm going for must be authorized by the tax payer. Yes. And so even me as the tax preparer on the tax return, the one who signed that tax return when it was electronically filed, for certain matters, for me to be able to speak to the IRS on your behalf as a taxpayer, I have to be authorized by you to do so, which is great because that protects you as the taxpayer. And then it protects me also as a tax preparer uh, 
of maybe not doing something that maybe I shouldn't be doing without the taxpayer's consent. So I look at it as, as benefit for all of us to have that confidentiality. And then when you authorize me through the uh, signing of a power of attorney to represent you before the IRS, then I can talk to the IRS and get the information that I certainly need to do something and then be able to do what I need to to help you as a taxpayer. And then also, it mentions expect any appropriate action taken against perhaps uh, employees of the IRS if there is a breach of the confidentiality, as well as there's appropriate actions to me as a tax preparer or other tax preparers for a breach of confidentiality. So that's where it's just vital where uh, both myself and my assistants and others in the office, we have confidentiality agreements that everyone signs so that they understand the importance of maintaining the privacy and the confidentiality of your information. And anyone who wrongfully uses or discloses taxpayer information is also can be expect action from the IRS. All you got to do is take a look at uh, uh, what just recently came out of actions that the IRS has taken against uh, various uh, types of tax preparers for various wrongful acts. And among those is breach of confidentiality. So that is an absolute right. You have a tax as a taxpayer have from the IRS. And that's certainly you can expect from me as a person that is looking to help you uh, with your tax tax return preparation and one who's looking to help you to be successful in all areas of life and to be successful with uh, intelligent solutions throughout your all your activities let us help you do all of that heavy lifting so that confidentiality is definitely a part of it now also the next right as a taxpayer that you have is to retain representation. Some individuals feel like, well, I know what I'm doing. I can handle this or whatever with the IRS and take care of the matter myself. Well, you know, that could very well be true. I, it, the circumstances vary, but I will say this, that sometimes it can be very arrogant to presume that you do know what you need to do and you may not actually know anything about the rules, the regulations, to be able to properly represent yourself because that's where I've seen people get themselves into trouble is by trying to represent themselves and taking what the IRS considers frivolous tax positions on their tax returns and thus they end up owing or paying a lot more. Or when they do that, oftentimes they disclose much more than they need to to the IRS. Yes, Retaining representation in dealings with the IRS is vital, which as, which as we deal with that and work together with ones through our success packages, if a notice comes in and that notice comes in, we review that notice here or you upload it to the portal. We have a nice discussion over the web about that particular notice and then sit there and decide, oh, do we need to have a power of attorney signed on this. We look at the information. Oh yes. Okay. We'd like you to of course take care of this. I say, okay, I'll take care of this. Just sign this uh, power of attorney so I can take action on these particular uh, problems that the IRS is saying exist. Uh, you get that back to me. 
I submit it to the IRS. I call up to the IRS as your representative and say, uh, my client has this matter. We want to work on it. This is the information that we have to solve this matter. Uh, what do we need to do to make sure we get this to you? Or this is what we're going to submit to resolve this matter. And thus you as a taxpayer, as we go to resolve this with us as your representative, you, you can have peace of mind in knowing that your matter with the Internal Revenue Service has been handled and handled right the first time. Now, some individuals uh, may need representation, but maybe may not be able to afford it. They're, in some areas, they have low-income taxpayer clinics available where you can get assistance to help uh, take care of some of these matters there. Now, the last right, the 10th right that you have as a taxpayer is the right to a fair and just tax system. That sounds kind of odd, don't it? A fair and just tax system. Well, I do see, and I see a lot of complaints about the tax system, yet everybody needs to keep in mind that, as I mentioned in my very first show, there's 40% of the taxpayers that actually pay no federal income tax. And so, is that fair? Well, I'll let you decide that. So, we need to look at facts and circumstances that could affect the amounts that ones may owe. Yes, especially self-employed people sometimes feel that they get, get the bad end of the stick, but yet, at the same time, we got to stop and think, well, you still need to pay into Social Security just like a person who has a W-2 job. And so, if we do some proper planning with our small business uh, package, success package, we can help to make sure that you are taking advantage of the system. It is being fair and just to you, but each of us needs to take the steps we need to take to ensure that it is fair and just. And then along, right along with that is paying our ability to pay, which this year there's a little bit of leniency because of the COVID uh, virus running around and causing all kinds of issues and uh, state governments forcing some businesses to close. So actually paying some taxes or estimated taxes may not be a challenge for some this year. But just looking at the overall plan, it is absolutely vital that as you become a member of our success packages, that when we come up with a plan to help you to be successful, oftentimes making these tax payments in a timely manner, if you need to make estimated payments, that those are done. Because at the end of the year, you're not faced with a huge tax bill. And thus, you are getting paid into Social Security, which helps you as a taxpayer so that you don't have a, a zero year, which hurts you when you go to file for Social Security uh, later on in life. Because if a few zero years in there are not a good thing. That reduces the amount of Social Security. So you want to pay the self-employment tax. And so, and we want to do it in a timely manner, which also includes the fact that we file our tax returns on time and take care of the payments with it. Now, also, if uh, you really get into a system that there's really just a spot you're in, I've seen some, this works for some people, the Taxpayer Advocate Service, which is a, uh, a service within the, within the Internal Revenue Service to help taxpayers to resolve tax issues. And once again, my goal is, as I work with people through all of our various uh, 
through our success packages, be it personal or individual, is that we will never have to do that if we follow the direction and the counsel and we follow the plan. We get your goals. We identify your success indicators. We neutralize the threats that are out there. We put together an action plan to help you. And we follow that plan. We will never have to get into some of these areas that I mentioned in this Taxpayer Bill of Rights. We can completely avoid them. And yes, I invite you to visit CashTracksFinancial.com. You click on, you go to our client resources and schedule an appointment for a free mutual exploration session where we can sit down, uh, do it by video conference very easily, be able to talk about items that are important to you and see if exactly our service is going to work for you. You can also email me. That's success at cashtracksfinancial.com. And then you can call me, Marcelino Dodge, as well at 844-394-4287. And be happy to have a discussion with you so that we can really see if you are a good fit for us and we are a good fit for you in helping you to be successful financially throughout these times. Because as a business and as personally, I feel that you shouldn't have to be rich and famous to be financially successful because with the identification of your goals, and as I mentioned about looking at indicators where you are now compared to where you want to be, we neutralize those items that are uh, standing in the way of getting to where you want to go. And we do that by putting together a plan, a plan that we can work on together with both you and my team so that you can be as successful as you possibly can in all of your financial matters. Yes, we are so appreciative of your listening today to the Tax Answers Advisor, and we look forward again to you uh, listening in on us as we will come back next week and discuss a subject more directly to business such as should my business be an S corporation, considering the advantages and the disadvantages of that type of business? And I discuss this because this is a type of business I do a lot of work with uh, on all my small business clients. And in the vast majority of cases, it is a beautiful way to go, especially if you're a multi-member LLC, which can also be taxed as an S corporation. Again, thank you so much for your listenership today. And we'll look forward to speaking to you again next week on the Tax Answers Advisor. I am Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel. Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week. 